The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of atomic breath. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking the legendary monster universe. Cheers, mates. Hey, guys, we're doing, a, we're doing a whiskey tasting today. We're trying Frey Ranch. It's a Nevada whiskey, and we are from Nevada. We are from Las Vegas. So if uh, you ever come to Vegas, you know, hit us up. We'll have some coffee together. All right, guys, today we're going to be discussing the legendary monster universe, Godzilla, the 2014 movie, then Kong Skull Island, and then Godzilla, King of the Monsters. And I am joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds, starting with Matt Vader. Got whiskey breath. <laughs> it is atomic, huh? <sighs> my tongue's all tingly. I wish I had a match right now. Go, yeah, that'd be yeah, dope. That'd be awesome. Oh my god, if you could do that, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> How Kadish's house is on fire. <laughs> Batman melts. It's all for the pod. <laughs> I'm also joined by totally Jude, it, yeah. our ambassador of estrogen. Welcome. Hi. You ready to talk about some monsters? Yeah. I'm so stoked. This is so much fun. I've been so excited for this week. This is such a fun week. I'm actually finishing my notes right now because <laughs> I got too into the movie again. <laughs> Damn it. Good movie. Uh, I'm also joined by Matthew Kadish. Damn it. Good movie. <laughs> Last few movies. <laughs> How dare you be good. All right, guys, uh, before we get into this, we're going to have a quick break so we can have a word for our sponsors and then we'll be right back. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the Internet, you don't have to go broke to get it because designer looks furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality. But without the designer prices, check them out. Designer looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. You have a vision for your business. Your priority might be to expand facilities or bring in the best talent. At Century Insurance, we listen, learn, and work to understand your business and your plans to help protect your new locations. As your business evolves and your vision comes true, Century, right by you. Property and casualty coverages are underwritten and safety services are provided by a member of the Century Insurance Group, Stevens Point, Wisconsin. For a complete listing of companies, visit Century.com. Policies, coverages, benefits, and discounts are not available in all states. See policy for complete coverage details. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, if you guys would like to support this podcast because you love our content so much, go to SaltyNerdClub.com. There you can join our Patreon team, and you will get access to all kinds of super cool extra stuff like blooper reels, which are, trust me, they're worth the money. We say some wild shit, and we put it all in the blooper reels. So It's mostly just Salty looking at himself fondly. I'm a handsome man, though. Dude. <laughs> so beard looks good. Uh, we also do behind-the-scenes photos, and you guys get direct contact with the uh, hosts of the podcast in our group chats and our Discord servers and all kinds of cool exclusive access. And you'll have the company of a lot of awesome people. Shout out to our newest patron, uh, 97 Bravo, over there on Twitter. He just joined our, our Patreon tier, so thank you very much, sir. Appreciate the support. Uh, all right, Lo, let's get into this. Uh, the first movie on our list is the 2014 Gareth Edwards movie. Godzilla. Take it away, Jude. What do we got? Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay. 2014 Godzilla, rated PG-13, with a runtime of two hours, three minutes, had a budget of $160 million. Wow. What do you think this brought into the box? $245 million. Vader? I'll go $270. Now, boys, this is a worldwide gross. Oh, $412. <laughs> 
Oh, it's not domestic. It's not. It's not domestic. <laughs> we got we to think about Asia. They love these movies. Oh my so, god! Uh, I'm going to like four fifty. Okay. Um. Okay. So worldwide, I'll I'll say three twenty five. Five hundred twenty five million dollars. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm here so happy. is the synopsis. Go for it. A bat spider crab, cousin to the bat rat spider crab, is just trying to make a love match, but Gorgira hates happy endings. Gorgira! Gorgira! <laughs> Wanda Maximoff is married to her twin brother Pietro, and their dad is Heisenberg, and they have a very agreeable little boy. They must escape San Francisco and defuse bombs and survive. Godzilla. Uh, Pretty wait, good, huh? I, yeah, whoa, that was whoa. a really great synopsis. Yeah. What's up? Scarlet Witch is the wife? Yeah, why did I not know this? That's Elizabeth Olsen. I've seen this movie like a dozen times, and I never even really thought about yeah. it. Yeah, and Quicksilver uh, is her husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's so weird, dude. Um, <laughs> okay, so just we'll I'll do I'll say what I like about this movie. Um, now, before you get into this, oh boy, yeah, let's, let's, Alex, you made us watch the original American Godzilla. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety eight or nineteen ninety seven Godzilla. Because you love that movie. I do. It's such a guilty pleasure of mine. Yeah. It's garbage. Uh, so, so I just wanted everyone out there in the interwebs to know <laughs> that one of your favorite movies is 1998's Godzilla. I have a I have a soft spot in my heart for that movie. Honestly, I mean, come on, guys. You guys know I'm super into, like, dinosaurs and stuff. So yeah. you put any CGI monster on the screen, I'm in. Okay, well, yeah, that I, movie... I mean, that I, movie's basically Jurassic Park. So. It's... It, that movie has a... Pregnant iguana. Okay, look. In it. Okay. We're not talking about the 1998. So let's talk We're about, talking this, about one. this movie. Yes. Um, I love that they went back to the original design of Godzilla in this movie. Um, this this set up like such a fun universe for me. This whole company, Monarch. You know, they're mm-hmm. tracking down all these giant monsters. I think visually, this movie was a ton of fun. Uh, I know it gets a lot of criticism for like not showing the actual fights. It's all done based off of the human perspective where they're like looking through windows. And you can only see like feet and stuff. I get it. I can understand why that's aggravating. But for me, it just kind of like it grounds it in a reality to me where I can like I feel like I'm one of those tiny mm-hmm. little people watching I, these. I actually think that's like the best part of this movie is that um, not necessarily the human story, but like the human perspective because it gives us such a sense of scale of like what the destruction that's happening and how big these, these Titans are. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I always felt like, like, you know, Gareth Edwards was basically pulling a Spielberg and jaws and like, he wasn't showing you the monster right away. He was building up to it. And then like, when you finally see Godzilla in all his glory, you're just like, Oh crap. Yeah. This is, I mean, yeah. I do like the 98 Godzilla, but this version, when, when they reveal the full size Godzilla and it's like the music just cuts out and all you hear is just like that. I don't know. How do they make those sound designs where they like, they make things, yeah, they, up. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. make things feel bigger just from sound. Oh, yeah. It's like, that's that's good that's that's good movie making it's so freaking cool yeah uh we're gonna geek out about these movies i feel like uh jude what did you think about this first movie i loved this movie um this was a first watch for me oh cool um and not to yuck your yum or anything but like after the what was it 98 99 Mm -hmm. godzilla i was just kind of like i'm done (laughs) but uh so this was a first first watch for me and i i loved every part of it. I oh, loved cool. the, the story, like the history of this boy and then he grows up and then he marries his sister. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I 
didn't like in um, the other two movies that we're going to talk about was the human aspect of it. And the, the humans all got on my nerves for, for each of the other movies, but that didn't happen with this one. Hmm. With this one, I was invested in the story and like I love a good monster fight. And the monsters were awesome for me. So yeah. I, I – this is my favorite. Um, I loved this movie. Cool. Vader, what about you? I love this movie for the exact opposite reason that she likes it. <laughs> oh, why is that? Because I could give zero craps about, about the humans in these movies. In any of these movies, I don't care. They can all die. Yeah. I, I don't care. I, I watch these movies for the spectacle. Okay. And for the giant skyscraper-sized monsters. So it's and, just and brain off. Brain off. Watch movie. Fun engaged. Yeah. And let's go. Let's, 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 have some, let's, let's, turn, let's have some fun for a couple hours. Yeah. Nice. I love uh, these things. I love them all. What did you guys yeah. think? So I know, Jude, this is the first watch for you. But for, for me, like looking forward to this movie when it first came out, the advertisements were all like, Brian Cranston, he's hot off of, yeah. uh, hot off of Breaking Bad. Brian Cranston's in the new Godzilla movie. And I was like, oh, my freaking God, Heisenberg's in the goddamn Godzilla movie. Yeah. I can't wait. And then like 20, 30 minutes in, they just kill him off. Uh-huh. So I felt like I got hoodwinked a little bit and I'm like, oh, man, come on, bro. <laughs> did you, because you weren't like into the, uh, in the advertisements for this movie, did you feel that way or were you into it? Like it was just part of the story. Um, well, I, I knew who was like starring in this movie. So I was surprised when they killed the wife off, like immediately. Oh, it was heartbreaking though. Um, and uh, like, um, don't misunderstand me, Vader. Like I'm not – I don't like this movie because of the the humans. I just don't mind the humans in this one. No, it's, I, a, it's a monster movie. I, I get it that we need some human stories to kind of relate to people and everything. But mm. that's not why I watch these movies. Yeah. I mean it, it makes them a little more palatable to the general audience I guess. But it's just I don't need it. I, I could take two hours of watching, you know – well, everything that happened Vader, with or, or Vader, Vader. I, I can take two hours of a uh, King Kong and or or uh, Godzilla Godzilla just rampaging through. I could take two hours of Darth model, Vader fighting Godzilla models of cities. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Well, everything that happened with the humans in this movie was believable, and it didn't infuriate me. Yeah. Like Brian Cranston is upset that his wife died, and he wants to get to the real reason why. I bought it. Mm-hmm. The yeah. son is just like, oh, my dad's crazy, but now I'm in the military. Oh, my dad's in trouble. I got to go help him. I bought it. Mm-hmm. The wife is like trying to juggle being a mom with no dad because he's in the military and she's also a nurse and she's got to save these people and she's also got to take care of a kid. I bought it. Like there was nothing in this that made me go, oh, come on yeah. with the humans. And it allowed me to enjoy the monster fight that much more. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy – like I, again, I'm going to – I'm a techie geek when it comes to these kind of movies like this. I already talked about the sound design a little bit, but even with Godzilla, when he has that like amp up, you know, like and it goes up to his back and then he has the atomic breath. Mm -hmm. Such a great reveal, such a great way of doing that. The other thing too is the motos, motus. How do you say Uh, that? Mutos. Mutos. Mutos, yeah. The thing I really like is you could call them bat, rat, spider crabs. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's very close. You should have worn that shirt today. <laughs> I know that would have been dope. Um, no, but like the, even their sound design when they're ta- when they're like doing their little clicky noises and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just like when you sit in the theater, I saw this movie in the theaters, and when that that surround sound kicks in and you hear like, yeah, yeah. and you're just like, oh, super sh-. creepy. Yeah, super creepy. Really eerie feeling. I love the sound design of this movie. It really sells the universe. And it, it, like Jude said, 
even though you might not care about all the characters, mm-hmm. all the characters are very grounded mm-hmm. in reality. Yeah. And you're mm-hmm. kind of like, yeah, I get it. I could see somebody going through well, this. At least in the first In the first couple, one. Yes. First couple movies. Later. Yeah. <laughs> just this one. Yeah, just this one. Yeah. Um, uh, I really liked how they opened this movie where it's basically, you know, our main character um, is a kid. Mm-hmm. And we see Brian Cranston and his wife, played by Juliette Binoche, mm-hmm. is that correct? And they they live in Japan and they work at the nuclear power plant there. And like the whole, like Godzilla doesn't show up until like an hour into this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, we see that there's this buildup to some creature is going to this nuclear power plant, and we see like the dis- nuclear disaster that happens. And uh, you know, we watch Brian Cranston lose his wife that he loves dearly. And it's such a heartbreaking oh, yeah. opening to this movie. And this is the type of human story that you can really get invested in. And I think that's one of the reasons why the human aspect of this movie works so well as opposed to the future ones. Because you actually care about the characters and there's actual real motivation for them to be involved. Uh, Alex, you kind of briefly talked about how you felt cheated that Brian Cranston kind of died mm-hmm. about a, you know, a third of the way through the movie. And... When I, I saw this in the theater, I felt the exact same way. I was like, they killed off Brian Kranz. He was like the most interesting character in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And I, I would have liked to have seen him like, you know, kind of continue on uh, throughout the movie and maybe make a sacrifice towards the end of the film. Um, but I, I also think it had to do with the fact that like he was still shooting Breaking Bad at this point. And you can tell by the terrible wigs he's wearing. He's <laughs> still bald. Yeah. Um, but um, I think that he only had like a certain amount of time that he was available to shoot. Mm. And so they just had to like knock his stuff out and then get rid of him. Um, but Gareth Edwards directed this movie. For those of you who might not be familiar with him, he's the guy who directed Star Wars uh, Rogue One, uh, Star Wars story. The best of the new Disney yeah. era. And uh, you can kind of tell like through like the, um, like just the way that, the aesthetic of this movie because Rogue One kind of shares a lot of similarities with this. And Gareth Edwards had only directed one other movie before this, which was, I think, called Monsters. Mm-hmm. And it was very similar in the sense that, like, monsters had kind of taken over this area in Mexico that separated the United States and Mexico. And it's a story about people traveling through that area. And it's very, you know, from the ground up, you see, like, the scale of these monsters. I, don't, I, think, I think that's one of the reasons I why they chose seen this. I want to watch it. I haven't seen it either. I heard, I've heard a lot about it. And I know I'm a big fan of Gareth Edwards because like Kadish was pointing out, like his, the way that this dude kind of harkens back to the classic IPs that he's working with. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has a lot of respect for him. Like with, with Rogue One, Rogue One by far feels more like Star Wars than any of the new Disney trilogies. The thing stuff. about yeah, that I, is I think that was more Tony Gilroy than Gareth Edwards. But. With with Rogue One? Yeah. As Rogue far one. as the story goes, I will agree with you. I mean, visually. Because I, I know Gareth Edwards was very involved in well, like... Well, Tony Gilroy directed the entire last act of Rogue I, I, One. I know, I know. What I'm saying is <laughs> the aesthetics. The aesthetics yeah. of how they made Rogue One feel like it was in, based well, in the, the original the, the trilogy. Thing, the things I like about these movies is that they they really don't look fake. Mm. They, don't, they're, 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 they don't look like they were made on a big soundstage with scale size models for humans and yeah. monkey suits that the, go through and stomp on it. You know? The use of CGI. Is, oh, it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah, it's just movies. like, man, it's like when they get to the end of this and they destroy San Francisco, mm-hmm. I, it looks like they're in San Francisco. You want to talk about our favorite part? Yeah, go for it. They destroy Las Vegas. I mean, because we live in Las Vegas, we constantly fantasize about destroying. And also it's just fun to be like, Oh, 
that's not right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, that's the freaking Caesar's Palace. And he just like smushes it. And uh-huh. I'm like, yes, that's awesome. They're all in there like with the slot machines. And then all of a sudden the freaking wall caves in. Yeah. There's a giant monster hanging outside. And it's then, cool. And they all run and try to get the money from the spilled slot machines. <laughs> of course that's, they that's would. Pre- that's pretty accurate. That's very yeah. accurate. Yeah. You know, most, a lot of people would have just kept on playing. It's like, eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get my. <laughs> Keep pushing the button. Got to get my jackpot. Got to get my points. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the company will comp me for this. Um, no, I just, yeah, this movie is just, you know, one of the things that is very interesting about this film and this was completely Gareth Edwards, but also it was, it was a lot because they're setting up this monster verse with this movie because it it was kind of interesting, um, that legendary entertainment, um, the production company behind this film, uh, they were, you know, their whole pitch was that they want to create this like monster verse. And, um, one of the difficult things was that the King Kong rights were tied up with Universal. And so, like, they somehow managed to get Universal to agree to work with Warner Brothers to bring Godzilla and King Kong and this whole concept of the MonsterVerse together. And when Gareth Edwards came on board, he had this kind of uh, idea that Godzilla is kind of like the last samurai. He's this lone warrior who doesn't want to fight or anything like that, but he gets called into action when stuff goes sideways. And so he's forced to come in and have like, you know, these battles. And then after he wins, he goes and fucks off and uh, waits until (laughs) like, you know, he's needed again. And I always thought that that was kind of a very interesting concept for Godzilla because it really does make him like the hero of these movies Mm -hmm. that he's in, as opposed to like originally Godzilla. And especially in the 1998 one, he's Godzilla is the antagonist. He's the one that, the humans are fighting against, but in this one, the humans are like, like they realize that they have no chance to defeat these monsters. And so like, they're basically Godzilla's pets and they're yeah. like, we have to choose someone to side with. So we're going to side with Godzilla. And there's that great scene in this movie where uh, Ken Watanabe, um, who is up there with Brian Cranston in terms of acting yeah. ability and stuff. He's just so badass. I love him. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah. He's just there. And he, and he's like, Alex, let them fight. Yeah. <laughs> so freaking good. It's like, oh. let them fight. And that's like one of, my, one of my favorite memes on Twitter where I just get the yeah. gift. <laughs> let them go. Yeah. So since we're, um, okay, again, I'm going to go back to the visuals because I'm, I'm going to move to the, to the end of the movie uh, when Godzilla's in San Francisco and they're fighting the, the Mutos. 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 Um, that scene bat, where they like. Bat spider crap. The bat rat spider crap. When they halo jump into the city. Yeah. Oh Iconic. It's so freaking beautiful. Yeah. There, I mean, there's a lot of really awesome. It's a painting. Beautiful, beautiful uh, shots. Uh, amazing visuals. Yeah. Like yeah. put a, put that on a canvas behind me and just have it as like a freaking. I mean, that's, I would, that's I what I love I, it. That's what I like about all these movies. I yeah. mean, you guys know me. I, I like visual mm-hmm. movies, you know, give me something for my eyes to be happy with and I'm, I'm probably going to be okay. And, and all of these movies in this, you know, in this universe pay off for me in that way. Yeah. And, um, I love them. Yeah. Huh. They're just fun. What did you guys think about that ending fight with when, when they actually reveal full size Godzilla and he's fighting these two bat rat spider crabs? Uh, oh, what? it's incredible. Yeah. What did you think? Judy? I loved it. Yeah. I love a monster fight. <laughs> Right like, on. give me more monster fights. Cool. Wait. I feel like this is a little oversimplified. We're just like, yes, give yeah. me more. I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I, I love the kiss of death thing where Godzilla what? opens the Mudo's mouth and he just blows his tongue. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just like, like, um, like, like I said, the, the, the real star of these movies is always the monster fights. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the bigger the monster fights, the better. Um, the weakness is always the human element. Like one of the things mm-hmm. that, when I was watching this movie and I started rolling my eyes was um, the, the military's plan. They're like, we're going to take a nuclear bomb 
<laughs> and we're going to use it to lure them out into the open. Then we're going to detonate it. And, and like the scientists are all there like, um, they eat radiation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Why would you do that? And the, and the military is like, oh, we, we like to blow stuff up. Yeah, because bombs, that's all we know how to do. <laughs> yeah, blow it up. This, the scenes in this movie that just like when he's coming into San Francisco into the water mm-hmm. and the ships are all like falling off of his back and everything. Mm-hmm. And you get the scope of how big yeah, he and, is. And those people are on the beach and you see the water. Receding. Yeah. Oh yeah. And you're just like, Oh, in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And you're just like, Holy crap. I mean, this is the death toll, man. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's God. the other thing about all these movies. Millions of people. Millions of people are Millions dead. Millions of people are dead. Yeah. And it's never mentioned. It's just, it's just, <laughs> just it is what it is. Whatever. It's just like, who cares? Yeah. Nobody cares. No. And it's just, it's uh, really sad. But, but there's this great shot where, um, Elizabeth Olsen's character is running into like a shelter. Mm. And mm-hmm. as the doors are closing, they cut to like Godzilla and he's like doing his roar just as the doors close on him. And like you get this real sense of like, oh crap. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and you know, it's funny because in the movie, um, Pacific Rim, they had something very similar to that where everyone mm-hmm. was running to a shelter during like the, the big kaiju yeah. fight. And it was not nearly as impactful as that no. moment in this movie. No. Yeah. The, another thing that I really like about this movie, especially as an introduction to the new Godzilla, you know, the updated Godzilla is like, I feel like he has way more of a personality than he used to. And especially in the, in the 98 Godzilla, he, he's just an animal. Like they say yeah. that multiple times. It's, it's just an iguana. You say that to me all the time. Yeah. It's not really Godzilla. It's, it's just it's, an, it's a giant not iguana. This one is, no. This one, he has a presence, a personality to him, especially when they zoom in on his face and he kind of like, he does like the eyebrow thing yeah. once in a while and he has like this little like smirk, like I'm about to kick your ass. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yes. And, and, he, and he's all like scarred up. Like, oh, like, yeah, like you get the sense that he's been doing this for like, Thousands you know, of years. A good long time. Yeah, I dig it, man. I love the personality of Godzilla in these movies. It's so much fun. Yeah, I also liked how they introduce the concept of monarch by showing like all this footage to Aaron Taylor Thomas, and they're like, you know, the we said these were nuclear tests, but we were really trying to kill Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, all of all of these movies. I could watch the first five minutes of the opening credits for these movies as their own show. Oh gosh, because you need to pay attention. Yeah. yeah. You, to watch these movies because they tell you a story the cons- of, of what's going on. The, it, and, and then if you watch a movie the first time and then go back and rewatch it, you're like, oh, <laughs> that's what they <laughs> meant. Yeah. Have you ever crazy. seen the movie uh, Seven by um, yeah. uh, David Fincher? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the same guy who did the opening credits for that did the opening credits for both Godzilla oh, movies. That ah. makes so much sense now. I get it. Yeah, I love the little se- conspiracy theory mm-hmm. seed that is like a, a common thread through all, all these movies. It, it just like it hits me right. And, you know, I love and it. I love how they take like like a like actual videos and insert stuff like like the Bikini Atoll mm-hmm. nuclear tests. Those are like the, those we've all seen those videos, right? Yeah. Where they blow up the ships and everything, but then they put those same ones in there we've all seen, and you can see like, but you can see like Godzilla's spine ridge come over the top of it. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, how they put that in there? That's pretty cool. Yeah, just stuff like that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's of good stuff. stuff. Well, another interesting little factoid about this movie is that both David S. Goyer and um, uh, Frank Darabont um, did um, rewrites on the on the first inclination of the of the script incarnation. Uh, and so like David S. Goyer, he wrote all the, like the dark Knight movies with Christopher Nolan mm. did the blade movies. Um, I, I don't really like him all that much. I, I think he's a bit of a hack, but, um, that's just my personal opinion. And, um, Frank Darabont, you know, he, he did the green mile, uh, Shawshank redemption, uh, the walking dead, at least the first season. 
and um, he's a well-known script doctor. And, and so like their DNA is kind of like in this movie. Uh, whereas in the other monster verse movies, they had nothing to do with it. So it's kind of interesting how this movie um, is kind of unique amongst mm-hmm. the, the next three that we got. And that's a, that's a good segue kind of for criticism. So is there anything in this, in this first movie in the 2014 Godzilla that you guys didn't like? Is there some like Kadesh mentioned that he kind of rolled his eyes a couple times. Uh, is there anything in this movie that made you roll your eyes Vader as far as the character motivations or just like just physics? <laughs> no, no, you're dude. in, huh? I, I'm, I'm all in on these. I, I love these movies. I wish I could be you. I, uh, you know, I mean, like I said earlier, I'm kind of disinterested in some of the human drama crap, mm-hmm. you know, um, for these kind of movies, I don't need my wife died and I, I need all this inspiration and stuff for why I'm doing this and stuff. You know, it's just like throw some humans in like, like in a uh, King of monsters where they're flying around a big ship and I don't give a shit who dies. <laughs> I don't, I don't care about the humans in these movies. I yeah. don't, I do not. Yeah. And, um, that's, that's really it. It's just like, it doesn't bother you at all that they, um, didn't really reveal like the big monster fight until the very, very end. Like well, I can, you kind of expect that in the first one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. But uh, I would have liked to have seen more. I, 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 the only time that I kind of got irritated with that style of, uh-huh. of this movie was in Hawaii. Yeah. Because at that point, we're like probably close to halfway through the movie. I was ready for a monster fight. Mm-hmm. And they cut away to it. And you see it on the news footage. And you're like, God damn it. I want to see <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> well, they did that to get that reaction out of you. Yeah, right? exactly. So. Yeah. Uh, Jude, do you have any criticisms for this movie? Is there anything that you didn't like about it? Not much. The only things that I didn't like were Brian Cranston's wig. <laughs> and then um, when they go back to their house and it's been like 15 years later and it's like it's like all overgrown and it's like tropical and shit. And like that well, happy birthday dad sign is still up. I was like, oh, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that is super nitpicky. I know. It's really nitpicky. Which is yeah, yeah. When we were is, watching it, she'd have been like, that thing would have fallen down in like three weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that goes to, to, to say like, this is a great movie. Yeah. I only have super nitpicky things to say about it. Otherwise, I loved it. It was great. It, like I said, it was my favorite movie that we watched this week. Right on. Katie, do you have any criticisms? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I bet. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, I kind of already went over them where, yeah. I, like, I, I feel like, um, you know, they killed off the most interesting character too early. Um, the, the military was kind of, like, dumb. Dumb. <laughs> um, and, you know, these movies, the, the story is really just an excuse to get the monsters to fight mm-hmm. each other. And that's really what everyone enjoys and wants to see. And in that respect, like, I think this movie um, did a really good job uh, in the sense that, you know, I liked the the slow buildup to, like, the big monster fight. I, I know some people criticize that. They're like, we want to see more of that. And that's understandable. But um, I, I liked the, the slow burn and the buildup. Yeah, I mean, and- if we'd gotten to the third movie and we didn't see Godzilla until the last 30 minutes, then I'd be upset. Yeah. You know, yeah. But-, but... But this was setting up, like, a whole new Godzilla. It was mm-hmm. setting up a, a, a lot of, like of the foundations for the monster verse going forward. And, um, I just, uh, you know, like they had to establish Godzilla as like a good guy. And, um, you know, like I think that this movie did everything that it needed to do, um, going forward. And honestly, like my criticisms of it are are pretty minor, You you know, like would I have written it differently personally? Yeah, probably. Um, but for what it is, it's, it's good. 
I liked it. It's way better than the 98 one. <laughs> I will agree with you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to tell you that the 98 <laughs> and, Godzilla is good. And, and you know what's funny is like the, the, the Toho executives, the, the Japanese company that owns the rights to Godzilla, you know, they were so pissed off at Roland and Emmerich for, mm. for what they did in, in 98. And uh, when they saw the premiere of this movie – they came out of the theater like fist pumping uh. and like they were so happy that, that they were like these Americans, they finally got Godzilla right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's got big freaking thick thighs. So <laughs> big old boy. Yeah, I dig yeah, it. Yeah. And uh, Ken Watanabe, man, like uh, just he's so good. Every time he's on screen and anything he's in, like I just I'm, I'm like, give me more. And I love him yeah. in the next movie, too. He's yeah. awesome in the next movie. OK, so uh, real quick before we wrap it up, favorite moments. The moment that, like, when somebody says, "Oh, the 2014 Godzilla," what's the moment you think? Of? Um, probably my favorite moment in well, it's 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 going to be when Las Vegas gets blasted. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but my favorite Godzilla scene in this movie is probably at the very end, right before he walks out into the ocean like a boss, mm-hmm. when he like flexes. And puts his head up in the air and just roars that triumphant, I'm here and you're not going to fuck with me. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, Rah! You know, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, Godzilla. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I love it. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Jude, do you have a moment that like just struck you for your favorite moment for this movie? I don't know. I, I, what I liked the most about this was – um, like Kadish was saying, I think it was Kadish saying earlier, like in every Godzilla movie that we've had before, Godzilla is the villain. And in this one, he's the hero. So like when I, when I realized that I was like, that's cool. And I, I just, I dug it. Nice. It's just a, a cool take on Godzilla. Cool. Right on. Kadish, you have a favorite moment. I have two favorite moments. Oh, two. All right. Go ahead. First. You get one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first is the halo jump. Okay. I felt that that was probably the most like iconically visual shot from this movie where they're basically jumping from this airplane and they got these like red um, flares, flares yeah. that are leaving like a trail of red smoke behind yeah. them as like, they're just heading like right into the middle of the shit show of a monster fight in the that, city. That was in all the trailers, all the posters. Yeah. Because all it was the commercial freaking most badass yeah, thing was, ever. Cool, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. And the, the second one is the, the kiss of death where Godzilla basically mm. just like cr- Cracks open the Mudo's mouth and uh, sends a shot of atomic breath right. Yeah, that into, was pretty cool. Uh, right down their throat. Yeah, for me, my favorite moment in this movie. Uh, I, I, this might be kind of generic. I think it's it's meant to be everybody's favorite moment is when you know the whole time you're kind of waiting like when's he going to do the atomic breath? When's he going to you know freaking spit fire? How's that going to look on screen with this modern technology? Because the last thing like when I was growing up, Godzilla didn't spit fire because it was that stupid 98 movie. (laughs) It was like a, they just like half assed it, but like I was, I was so amped up and ready for it. And then when he's like, and you see the freaking blue spine go up his back and he's just freaking blasted. I was like, ah, it's so freaking badass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Fun fact. This movie made more than um, Pacific Rim and Godzilla combined worldwide. Awesome. Pacific's room's good, but this is, for me, this Pacific is better. Rim is not good. It's it's fun. I'm saying it's fun. I'm not Pacific, saying it's good. Like Pacific good, Rim good. is a massive, massive guilty pleasure. Of mine. I love that movie. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it with you. We shafted you the last time you wanted to talk about that movie. I know. It's almost been a year now. You imagine that? Since we did our our monster movie, that was like in July. Oh or something yeah, that like was that. when we had to watch a uh, '98 Godzilla, freaking years crappy Godzilla movie. and Bat Rat Spider Crab and. Um, Mall robots or some nonsense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it, monsters it, and robots. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was monsters and robots week. And Alex chose Godzilla 98. 
You chose Chopping Mall. It's a and classic. I, I chose Bad Taste. Oh, Bad Taste. I'll never forgive you guys. That was that episode. And Vader, Vader was, was looking forward to it. I almost walked. To, to, I almost he was walked. so excited. And we ruined it yeah, for he was him. Looking forward to, he was like, we could watch Pacific Rim. We could watch this. We could watch that. And we're, we're all like, nope. Nope. <laughs> we're going to watch this. I was literally like, fuck you guys. I'll do my own podcast. Okay. <laughs> Probably, well, sh- probably should have done that. A anyway. year later, buddy, we're finally here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Look how um, far we've come. I know, right? Uh, I think I, we kind of did f- favorite moments, final thoughts. You guys have anything to add to this? We have la- to rate it. Rate it. Okay, rating. Yeah, let's give it a rating. Um, three and a half. Solid. Yeah. Right on. Jude. Yeah. Same. Three and a half. Uh, bat spider crabs. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Katie, how about you? I give it a solid three bad Cranston wigs. <laughs> Got it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys. Three and a half. It's uh, it's better than right down the middle. It's just a notch above. That's about where I think all these movies are going to end up kind of landing. Really? Yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Maybe we'll see. All right. The next on our list is Kong Skull Island. But before we get there, we're going to take a quick break. It takes years to build a business that sustains a family and is worth passing on. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work closely with clients to provide the financing, cash management, and deposit products necessary to grow a business. So your life's work will continue to prosper once it's in someone else's hands. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your business. Visit sandyspringbank.com business. Credit products offered by Sandy Spring Bank. Just when I finish my to-do list... We need more chips, Mom! Honey, I need... A lot of chicken. Something else comes up. That's when I use Instacart to help get everything we need from BJ's Wholesale Club. Delivered right to our door in as fast as one hour. And then finally I can relax. Mom, I think we're out of toilet paper. Time for another BJ's order. Download the Instacart app or visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first order. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Welcome back, listeners. All right, before we start talking about Kong Skull Island, if you would like to support the podcast and get some awesome swag in return, you can go to saltynerdstore.com. There we got this uh, Salty Nerd t-shirt. It's awesome. It's right there. You can go saltynerdstore.com and get it and support the podcast. Also, you got Matt Vader74's t-shirt that he's wearing right there. I think that's available on our store as well. No, this is on my store. And his store. You can go both stores. We have, we stole it from him and we got it on our podcast. Um, what? Yep, we stole your design, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> well, Matt made it, so it's okay. <laughs> so if you'd like to support the podcast, you guys can get some cool stuff in return. You got stickers, magnets, face masks, all kinds of cool stuff over there on TeePublic. And uh, any money that drizzles down to us goes directly back into the podcast so that we can, uh, you know, make more more awesome content for you. All right, let's talk about Kong Skull Island, Jude. Mm-hmm. Take it away. Before we talk about Skull Island. Skull. Skull. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. During our break, we all got refills. All right. 2017 Kong Skull Island. Rated PG-13 with a runtime of 1 hour 58 minutes. Had a budget of $185 million. What do you think? 275. Vader? 325. $566 million. (laughs) That's why they keep making these things. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And here is the synopsis. Never judge a man by where he drinks, only by how he holds it. I cannot tell you how much I agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) 
So a bunch of curious assholes fly into an undiscovered <laughs> island and immediately start shooting at the guy who lives there and get what they deserve. Nick Fury is a giant crazy person and everything on this island is hor horrifying. Loki <laughs> and Captain true. Marvel are the least crazy. <laughs> and that's really saying something because John C. Riley has been stranded on Skull Island talking to himself for years. That's a fantastic synopsis. That's, that's, really good. that's really good. The best part of this movie yeah. is John C. Riley. Yes. Well, mm. I don't know about best, but he I is. I mean, a, okay, other other than the monsters. He's very charming. Uh these monsters are fucking nightmare. They're terrifying. Stuff. Yes. The freaking daddy long legs. Wait, even the even the big cow thing? But he was I thought that the was big buff, the water oh, buffalo. No, I, I called that gentle giant. Yeah, I was He's like, cool. oh, gentle giant, are you okay? <laughs> the swamp um, cow. You know, but yeah. everything else was horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is one of those movies that that Kadish was like, oh god, she won't stop talking. Because I, I was like, oh, I hate that guy. Oh, I hate them. Oh, uh, they're being an asshole. Oh, why are they doing that? So oh, is he okay? <laughs> this is this is cool to me because it's technically a, a prequel to. Yeah. Godzilla movie because this takes place during the 70s mm -hmm. and it also has characters that were there from World War II which John C. Riley was 1973 like, I believe yeah like mid yeah yeah the soundtrack was good oh well yeah, yeah anytime the 70s 70s uh -huh. rock is on point uh okay so Vader what did you what are your opening thoughts what did you think about Kong Skull Island um I love this movie really love yeah, love I, I I well I love all these movies yeah um it's it's my reaction is similar to my reaction to, to all four of these legendary movies is they're turn your brain off popcorn movie fun. And that's the only way I approach these things. Mm -hmm. And I enjoy them. I feel like out of the ones that we watched this week, this one is the least turn your brain off because of the setting. You can kind of I mean, like this one, this one, you're just kind of like going through and you're like, what are they going to throw at us next? Yeah. Because, because unlike in the first movie where we just have, you know, Godzilla and the Moto Mudos, this one, the, the, the script was wide open. So they, many they could damn have done monsters yeah, in yeah. this thing. And you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. You know, and they yeah. introduced the Hollow Earth thing, you know. Mm, yeah, and, they did. And um, it's just there's, – there's just a lot of backstory and history to to what Monarch is kind of. And, and you know, you get King Kong and what he's doing there and, and – um, I like how in this – It's just kind of – This a, version, Monarch is kind of like the – Redheaded well, stepchild. Yeah, like they're well, the laughing this, stock. This is the, this, the, the beginning the of beginning it. Of yeah. monarch. Before they prove themselves. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. all theory up until now. Like you people are crazy. Yeah, all you monarch yeah. people. You yeah. want more money? Of Mo course you do. Monsters. Yeah. And, and, and John Goodman just wants to like be like, I knew it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so you're kind of rooting for him. But honestly, like I hated all of the humans in this. You hated all I, of the humans? I hated this movie because Sam Jackson – and I, I love Sam Jackson. And I hated him in this movie. <laughs> Which made me hate this movie. Um, the mo everything was terrifying. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, spiders, so good." There's <laughs> a lot of spider, um, and I just I love Kong so much. And you're just rooting for him, and then Sam Jackson's like, "I gotta kill it." Well, I'm gonna kill oh, him for I what he did him. to my man. He I hate my him. Well, you know. Just fucking get off the island and leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't have a reason to get off the island. Sam, Sam Jackson? Jackson, no. You, That's you true could, because, because from the needed, beginning he didn't want to retire. You needed to like go back to the, his his character at the beginning. War's over. Yeah, yeah. He had nothing to do after the war. 
They were like, no hey, plans. would you mind? He was like, yep. <laughs> Let's do this. So, you know. Do you want to go on the suicide mission? Yes. Basically, yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, you know, you know, going back to the monarch thing, um, it just it kind of dawned on me. Why would they be having such a hard time getting funding for this stuff? Because the government knows Godzilla is real. Because they tried to from kill the him. nuclear test from, from the forties, the yes, which wasn't a nuclear test. It was well, a way to kill Godzilla. I, I, Eisenhower you know, started so. Monarch um, after those tests failed to kill Godzilla. Right. Mm. So that was like the setup for it. So you would think that they wouldn't have so maybe to like go beg for money for an expedition. Maybe it's so classified. It's maybe that a lot of people just don't believe in it. It's like one of those things that they tell you about when you become president, it's but like no one op- else can know. It's like Operation Paperclip, you know, mm-hmm. before Operation Paperclip became a household but, Like what's really been going on at Area but, 51? Yeah. Like, hey, did you know Nazis like created NASA? Like, you know, <laughs> everybody like, whatever, dude. Like, yeah, bro, it's real. <laughs> but, I, you love, know, but, I love conspiracies. <laughs> it's so freaking cool. Like, But that's that kind of stuff didn't take me out of it. It just kind of like is a plot point yeah. to get the movie going, you know. Um yeah, man, I just I, I I enjoy this movie. It's 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 super fun, and it's I don't know what else to say about it. Kedish, what are your opening thoughts for Kong Skull Island? I like all the Marvel connections in these movies. <laughs> so, like in Godzilla, you have um, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas and. Is that his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. No, no, it's not Jonathan. Aaron, Taylor, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> Chee Chee <laughs> Yeah, but Aaron Taylor all Johnson the, and Elizabeth all Olsen. All the '90s girls just swooned. <laughs> and um, and so like uh, in this movie, so you have Nick Fury, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson. You have mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, Brie Larson. You have Tom Hiddleston, Loki. Who's Loki but you also have. Um, uh, John C. Riley, who was one of the Nova commanders in That's Guardians right. of the Galaxy. Yeah. And also um, you have um, Shea Wiggum, who was in um, Peggy Carter or, uh, you know, Captain Age, Carter, Agent Carter. That's, that's pretty deep. Oh. Yeah, he, he was like one of the first um, S.H.I.E.L.D. directors mm-hmm. um, before or whatever organization was pre-S.H.I.E.L.D. He was the guy who was in charge of the the office that Peggy Carter uh, hmm. worked in. Nice. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of crossover between like the MCU and the monster verse. Uh, why why is that? Are, is legendary a it's branch of, of Disney? No. Disney I, well, there's only four actors in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think it's just like uh, the, the way a lot of these movies get made is that agents will bundle together people. So like, I, I think that they just can't, take them all from I mean, the, the, the only reason I'm, a, I'm asking is because star Wars and star Trek and these other nerd, IPs have been so disappointing lately very that, that I've kind of like taken this, this world and this studio and I'm kind of like making it my new oh yeah kind of, um, well, it's, super, your new phase. It's, it's kind of my new super nerd fandom nice kind of thing. Like if I go out and I'm going to like go buy a stupid Funko pop or something, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to buy a Godzilla one versus a, Boba Fett one. Are you guys going to start nerding out over Jurassic Park stuff? Now? Mm, that's that's that's, <gasps> it's that's everything Alex things. wants. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> Listen, I just need a friend. <laughs> I I tried so hard not to nerd out about the helicopter in the opening yeah. scene of the first movie. That was clearly a Jurassic Park callback because it was blue and silver. It was the same model. But, I I was trying. I was like, if I mention that, you guys are going to roll your eyes at but, me. But where I was going is like, if I if I found out that Legendary was a branch of Disney. No, oh. I would have just—I'd probably lose my mind. 
In a bad way. And if they buy it, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. Because it's no, just. Legendary is their own production house. Yeah. Um, also, that guy right there, one of the helicopter pilots, he played Dr. Doom in Fan 4 Stick. Uh, <laughs> we don't. Uh, that movie, that no. movie doesn't exist. No. no. <laughs> you don't get that one. No. no. Um, but uh, one of the things that was interesting about this is so the director of this movie, Jordan, Jordan Vo Roberts, Vought Roberts, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, his whole concept was. was that he wanted to do Vietnam uh, with monsters. And uh, that was like the basis for this movie going oh, that forward. That sounds like a great movie. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and they actually shot this whole movie in Vietnam, basically. Like Skull Island is Vietnam. Nice. And uh, and so like his whole thing was, was like, you know, like this is going to be Apocalypse Now with a giant, you know, ape monkey uh, at its core. I mean, they had some fun with the helicopters in this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, they the really did. You know, <laughs> and, that, that. And, and Sam Jackson's character was basically Captain Ahab. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you know, know what you, I want? I just realized it. This is this is everything that I want in a movie. Is like Tropic Thunder meets <gasps> <laughs> monsters. That would be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this movie's not that funny, but yeah. That's what I'm, I want. I'm, no, no, no. I'm the dude it's pretending a, to be the dude who's the other dude. It's a good movie that I hate, but if it was Tropic Thunder meets Monsters. Mm. You really hate this movie? I hate it so okay. much. Why? There's because some, it did its job. It, it made me like hate you. all these freaking characters oh, and it wow. terrified well, me. Well, all the humans are the worst people the in the worst. world. They're the worst. Yeah. yeah there's, it's, like, it's like Brie Larson. There's literally no reason for her to be in this movie. She's, She's just very a pretty and takes she, pictures. She, she just walks around and goes, click, <laughs> click. Ooh, go like click. this. It's just, I'm going to go right on a boat. Click, 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 click. I mean, I'm going to go climb the mountain. She click, wasn't click, click. awful, nor was um The only purpose she Loki. had was to get knocked off the mountain so King Kong could reach they in. They needed a blonde-haired girl for, for him exactly. to carry. And have, yeah. have that yeah. one yeah. five-second shot of her. In all the of the camp. island people had brown hair. They couldn't use any of them. Could oh, them. shit, sorry. I was just waiting for her to call Kong a sexist. Oh, stop. <laughs> you like this blonde? Me? No. Brie, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. But, oh. Yeah, but Brie Larson was such a nothing in this movie. She, yeah, she didn't need to be in oh, this movie. Oh, you guys just love to hate on I Brie don't, Larson. No, I don't. Genuinely, I don't. She, she, there, she, what purpose did she like serve? The hatred? She walks into a room and Vader goes, what purpose do you serve? <laughs> <laughs> You're not what wrong. are you doing here? <laughs> <You're not wrong. laughs> she was a glorified extra. She kind of – in this movie, she was. Like, I, I understand, like, people have their opinions about Brie Larson, but she doesn't ruin a movie for me. Like, no. if I see her face in a movie, I'm like, oh, whatever. It's just an actress. She's just doing her job. Like, on a personal level, I find her grating. But <laughs> in a movie, it is what it is. I don't really care. It did not have any problems with I didn't her. hate her in this movie. They but needed Vader, a blonde-haired girl. But Vader I, makes a point. She just – that's literally the only reason why they had to bring well, her on this well, mission. Speaking of blonde-haired girl, so we talked about your love of Godzilla in 98. Yeah. When we were talking about Godzilla. Audrey. You, that girl had great hair. Gosh, she had amazing but, hair. Yeah. But, but oh. you also love Peter Jackson's King Kong. I do. Which had um, Naomi Watts. Oh. She's amazing. Yeah. Uh, as, that as oh, yeah. I got you that poster. Yeah, you yeah. did. <laughs> so you, you love the Peter Jackson version. It's very different from this version. Oh, it's completely Which different. Which do you think is better? Okay, so in better, what do you mean? Like story-wise <laughs> or do you mean better as in Yeah, like, you need to clarify because for Alex, I, I mean Alex is like better. personally to me, this is what I like. Therefore, it's better for uh, everyone. I, I, if you're going to go generic, I have to just say like, okay, as far as hearkening back to the original 1933 Godzilla, 
Peter Jackson's is on point. It's basically a modern remake of that original 1933. Therefore, movie. it's a hack. You mean King Kong? What did I say? You said Godzilla. Oh, I'm so sorry. Fine. My bad. Yeah, King Kong. The original 1933 King Kong movie, black and white, stop motion, all that stuff. Peter Jackson basically just transferred it and made it more modern. So on that scale, if you want to like being true to the original form of King Kong, the Peter Jackson version is better. This one is just a shit ton of fun. Like just fun, fun, fun on your screen. I totally agree with you, but I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just hates it because it creeped her out. Yeah. It was well, that's so good, scary. That's what, that's the, and also it made me hate Sam Jackson. Yeah, and I know, really hate that about myself, that I have that in my heart. You know, what's funny is that all the actors. Maybe I hate me. You know, when, when they were shooting this, like they couldn't picture like the scale of of King Kong and all this other all these other monsters and they uh the film crew actually developed an app that would do augmented reality stuff um so that they could frame shots with, oh, nice. with the proper scale so like they knew they'd know how much to pan up to see Kong's face and stuff like that and so that kind of gave people an idea of you know what the monsters like how big the monsters were There's be. there's yeah. that scene in this movie where the helicopters are going in over the island and it's straight it, out of a pocket. And, and you see Kong silhouetted against the sun. Yeah. And you're like, there's mountains like next to him and he's as tall as the mountains. And you're like, holy. But he's shit. still, even though he's, and he's, and he's smaller than he is in the next movie. Yeah. He's yeah, even yeah. smaller than Godzilla. Yeah, they, they have that line that he's still growing. But yeah. Alex, did, did you pick up on the uh, Jurassic Park nod in this movie? Oh my gosh. Um, no, well, I, I can't remember. <laughs> So, so I, I feel at, like a failure now. <laughs> as, as they're getting ready to fly into the storm off the boats, uh, Sam Jackson says, hold on to your butts. Oh, does he? Nice. <laughs> right yeah. on. Cool. Which is his line in yeah. Jurassic Park. And uh, Mr. Arnold. Mr. Arnold from Jurassic Park. Okay. So uh, this movie is a ton of fun. I love the creature effects mm-hmm. when they go to Skull Island and it's basically just like the nightmare version of Jurassic Park. Like what is the worst thing that you could possibly throw at us? And we just have these soldiers, you know, these Vietnam soldiers going through this, you know, tromping through the woods trying to survive that opening fight scene where Kong finds them. Because they're like Jude's right; they are being complete dicks. Oh well, they're flying. They show up and they just start there's, throwing bombs. As soon as they break through that storm cloud, they're just like, yeah. What are you shooting? You are a guest. Yes, exactly. Behave. And then he starts throwing trees at him. A tree goes through the chopper, and you're like. Oh, okay. okay. You got what was coming to you. Yeah. No, I love it. I love all that. That's so much fun. And uh, and and what's interesting is is that Kong has a motivation for doing it. It's not just that they're attacking mm-hmm. the island. It's that these things that they're dropping are allowing the uh, skull crawlers, is that what they're mm-hmm. called? Yep. Uh to basically, you know, well, come, he's come waking up. them up. Yeah, 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 they're waking them up and and Kong's primary goal like his parents died like fighting like the big skull creature. And so, like his his job ha- on the island has just been to like control the population of these like skull crawler things, and, like by going around and killing them. Um, and when they show up and they start dropping these seismic, you know, um, well, they're like missiles. They're bombs. they're they're basically like uh, causing a lot more work for him and endangering the island by yeah. waking these things. So up. he's just all pissed off. And I do have to give this movie a lot of credit too, um, because as much as Peter Jackson's harkened back to the original. I recently just watched the 1933 King Kong in preparation for this podcast. Oh, I, good for you. Yeah, because I kind of wanted to get a feel for where this all came from. And there were actually skull crawlers in the original. 
It was like a, a snake with two little arms that was crawling around. It was a real short scene. They weren't massive like they are in this movie, but they were there. And I'm like, oh, that's where they got the They're design. They're still growing too. Yeah, they, that's where they got the design from. It's really cool. It was really nice to see that yeah, kind I of love, thing. I love stuff like that. Yeah, I love it too. So, Yeah, actually, um, Heo Miyazaki, um, who did like Princess Mononoke and is a very famous uh, animator, uh, he did the designs for the skull crawlers in this movie. Nice, nice. Uh, okay, so you guys have um, any criticisms towards the movie? I know Jude is – you're mad that you don't like the humans because I kind of feel like that's the point. I'm mad at myself <laughs> because I have hate in my heart for Sam Jackson. <laughs> He's no, a douchebag. I'm, I'm mad at the movie for making me hate myself. <laughs> okay, Vader, do you have any criticisms towards this movie? Criti- I, it's hard to think of criticisms for this movie. I'm, I just – like I've said before, and I get a flack for it. I just I I have this weird ability to turn my brain off and enjoy these kind of movies. And you know, again, my only criticism would be maybe um, too much humans, too many humans. <laughs> I, I I just I don't. I agree. I, yeah, I, <laughs> you guys are hilarious. I, I, uh, you puny humans, yeah. get out of my monster movie. Yeah, I just want the monsters to do their monster thing, and I don't want. I feel like the the problem with all of these movies is that humans are like, we're going to get in here and solve this problem that didn't fucking need solving. Yeah. Yeah. And I hate that. I I really hate that when it's just like you just created a problem for you to solve. I mean, I kind of get that they were trying to tell us that we needed to drop these bombs so that we could get the sonic echoes and stuff. For the hollow earth So we could prove the hollow earth thing and all this kind of stuff. And and that's fine. That's interesting. And, you know, they're setting things up that way. And and that's, and that's cool. But, uh, I don't know. I just I I could well, I could watch a movie probably where it's just, you know, King Kong's mom and dad fighting the uh, skull crushers. Yeah, mm. give me that movie. You guys a prequel? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like Oh my god, okay. I'm going to cry so much. <laughs> when his parents die and, and he's little alone. baby Kong. You know what? I don't want yeah. it. Never mind. Yeah, that would be that would be dope. <laughs> She's I, hate, I hate having feelings. <laughs> uh uh, what did you guys think about the, the one of the most subversive deaths uh, in cinema history where the dude is going to sacrifice himself? The oh, skull crawler's coming. That was great. And he pulls the grenades and he's like, I'm going to take care of this, guys. Don't worry. Get out of here. And he's going to sacrifice himself. And the skull crawler just whaps him with a freaking tail. And disintegrates and, him. And disintegrates him into the mountain. Like, is that – because for me, I laughed because I have like yeah. a messed up sense of humor. Did you laugh? I laughed. Okay. I go, this isn't going to end well. <laughs> this is, it's not going to end well. <laughs> Jude, how about you? I think my exact words were, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Candice, what did you think about that moment? I mean, I don't know. I, uh, this whole movie, I, I felt like, like I remember when I went and saw it in the theater and I, I was just like very bored through most of it. And a lot of the action scenes felt very stupid to me. Hmm. Um, I didn't really care about any of the characters. Um, and I, I feel like, like out of all the movies that we watched, uh, for this week's podcast this is my least favorite one. Hmm. Um, the best part about this movie though, is John C. Riley. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. And it, it's, it's funny because like a lot of his scenes were completely ad libbed and he was just saying stuff to try to make the cast laugh. <laughs> yeah. And it just ended up in the movie. He's great. He is great. I love his beard in this movie too. Yeah. It's on point. Daddy. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Show up with a beard. I'll go home. Case, with you. Why don't you have a giant beard? <laughs> 
It's itchy. <laughs> it's not itchy, though. No, it doesn't. Look, there's a myth out there, guys, that when you grow a beard, your face itches for like three weeks in a row. <laughs> Bullshit. You've been lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at his stage, it, it can be itchy. But you know, What he, is that? A that's, month? That's, I don't know. He just keeps it there. Yeah, yeah, I know. We're going to devolve into a beard discussion. <laughs> yes. We haven't even finished talking about well, this. Well, he can edit it out. But, you know, there's things like uh, beard oil and beard butter. Ooh, I don't use any of that stuff. I'm going to get oh, you some. Get some beard I, I oil. The oil, um, that all feels really good. Moisturizes your face. Mm-hmm. Strengthens your whiskers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I want you to have some strong whiskers. Makes, makes you smell like a man. Um, I do think that this movie, <laughs> I do think this movie is more fun to talk about than it is to watch. Oh, okay. okay, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, having a much better time in the safety of this uh, conference table <laughs> talking about it with you than I felt just watching it with Kadish because Kadish would not tell me anything that was about to happen, and I'm sure I was very annoying, being like, "Oh, is it? Oh, is it? Oh, is it? <laughs> My, like she's literally one of those people that if you were in a theater, you'd go get a manager to kick her out. <laughs> she's being so loud. That's the worst. <laughs> So I will say, for my criticism, like of all the uh, the nonsense that happens, there is one moment in this movie, probably more than one, but this one is the worst case. Is uh, it takes me out of the movie? Is when Tom Hiddleston goes into like the the gaseous smoke when he's fighting the bats with the samurai sword, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a face mask, and it, the camera cuts between what he sees through the goggles versus what is actually happening out, you know, third person nonsense he's like swinging the freaking samurai sword like a freaking jedi like cutting bats in half and i'm like oh and he had the sword thrown to him right yeah yeah catches it like a boss yeah Yeah, that was cool (laughs) i'm like that would never happen looking through the goggles Oh, for sure he can't see shit yeah so there's no way that that's happening but but, like that's the only thing that really like took me out of the movie as like oh my god here's the slow motion freaking Zack snyder-esque you know, 300 thing. Hold on. There is, one, there is yeah. one thing that I do kind of want to do is I want to go through the movie and I want to go back and see how many helicopters took off from the ship mm. versus how many actually died. Or actually, because I think, I think there's way more helicopters that get shot down <laughs> than actually take off from the ship. Well, it's funny because like the ships that they go in on, there's only one. There's only a, there's more than one ship. No, there's there? only one there's ship. There's only one ship? Yeah. There's like 12 helicopters. Well, there's like uh, can 20 helicopters. Can we talk about how John C. Riley built a boat out of like out of an airplane? discarded oh, plane parts? Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That guy's great. That's some MacGyver shit. You know right what? There. If I'm going to crash on an island, I fucking hope he's there. <laughs> John C. Riley? Yeah. <laughs> With that daddy fun. beard? Mm. Okay. <laughs> I won't be lonely. <laughs> You've had enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're cutting you off, Jude. Enough booze. You're getting too weird about Uh, beards. Katie, it just seems like you're not as high on this movie as the rest of us. What's the deal? Are you jealous, babe? No, I'm not jealous. What's the deal? How come? Why don't? What? What is it about this movie that you don't connect with? Like you're not like into it as much as we are. I don't know. I just i i didn't think that the script was very good. I didn't care about any of the characters. I felt like a lot of it's your your typical. Oh, I have an idea for a set piece, and Mm -hmm. so. We're just going to make excuses to get to the next set piece type thing. Um, but, I, but, I, but I mean, like, I'm a little bit more lenient with movies like these in, in the sense that, like, the, the purpose of them is to see, like, King Kong fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? That's exactly what it is. Yeah, exactly. And, and and so, like, I don't really, you know, I'm not too critical about the story because all the stories in these movies are bad. It's just that there's varying levels of, like, fun 
to distract you from how bad they are. <laughs> I, I feel like this was the least fun movie. I, I get a kick out of people online and on the websites and Twitter and stuff that that are so hypercritical. Sean. About, well, I wasn't going to say his name. <laughs> but uh, he's not the only one. No, he's a who, big time. Who, who are like so into, you know, the scripts and the writing and all this kind of stuff in a, in a, in a big budget mm-hmm. monster fight movie. It's like, come on, man. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's, I don't get it. No, shout out to Sean. He's a great guy and he has his own comic book series smacked in the head. Go check it out. You can find it online, follow him on Twitter and stuff. He's a good guy, but he was like hypercritical of these movies <laughs> and it's fun though. Cause I love like talking about it with him cause he's not wrong. Like no, if Kadish, no, he's totally not wrong. If Kadish no. went full bore on these and like oh. full critical thinking, and, and I would again tell him that he's being stupid. You can shut the fuck up and watch a monster these, movie. You can rip these movies yeah. apart piece yeah. by piece, but we don't because we're like we know what we're in for, and they're supposed to be fun, and that's what it is. Uh, okay, so um, I guess final thoughts on the on Kong Skull Island. You guys oh, we gotta a, rate it. Yeah, final oh, thoughts, rating, yeah. favorite moments. Is there anything in this movie that really like just like oh I freaking love it for this one thing? Um. I've always kind of liked the, the, the helicopter scene where it comes in on the island with the, the apocalypse now kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. That's always really super fun. And, um, you know, we kind of touched on the one scene where the guy gets smacked into the mountain and, you know, just, <laughs> just stuff like that. It's just, it all, it all just kind of adds up to a, to a fun monster movie. And mm. am I saying that right? Monster, monster, monster. My wife always gives me monster that is a cheese. My, mo- my wife always gives me a bad time because I can't say the word right. That's okay. Kids can't say any word. But, um, That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, it's just, I don't know. I, I, I enjoy these movies. Brain off. Y- yeah. You know, if, I'd probably give this one a three. Okay. So you gave the first one a three. Three point, and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's less than the first Godzilla, yeah. but still good. Yeah. It doesn't, it's, there's, there's not quite the spectacle. Mm-hmm. In this one, as there was in the other one, as as far as Godzilla being so impressive, but you know this is still King Kong and it's still pretty fun and um, it is it is what it is, man. It's it's just a good time. Do you have a favorite moment? No, not really. Not really. No, I, okay. I, I don't. I don't know. They're just. I just enjoy the movie. Okay, cool, Jude. Final thoughts, rating, favorite moments? What do you well, got? Well, uh, I feel so torn now because I've had so much fun talking about it with you guys, but I legit hated it. Like, I think I said it <laughs> half a dozen times while we were watching this. I, I hate this movie. She didn't say it. She screamed it right in my ear. <laughs> Calm down. He's so delicate. Calm down. Uh, so I feel a bit a bit torn about rating it because, like, for me – while I was watching it, I hated it. But like talking about it has been so much fun. Like it was more fun talking about this than it was about the movie that I actually liked more. Mm. So I'm I'm gonna split the difference and say it is a two and a half helicopters for me. Um, I did not love it. I might want to watch it again just to see if I still hate it. Okay. Um, but my, I think my favorite moment and you guys are totally going to roll your eyes at me and that's fine. But like, um, I was waiting for that, um, classic King Kong moment with his connection. What? Why are Sorry. you laughing at me? No, we're distracted at the, cause King Kong just ate a guy and it's smash cut to a dude eating a sandwich. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so ridiculous. I thought you were laughing at me. No, sorry. Um, go ahead. Uh, so we're we're actually watching the movie as we're discussing it. Yeah. Um, so I was waiting for that classic like callback to the old King Kong movies. So like when he picked up Brie Larson in his hand, I was like, oh, blonde girl in the hand. Yeah. Check. 
Yeah. <laughs> Ching Kong. Yeah. So <laughs> like, I oh, there was I a reason out. to have her in the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right on. Kadish, what about you? Final thoughts? Give it a rating, all that stuff. Um, so visually, this movie is very stunning. It's got some great imagery to it. Um, the actors are all very talented, even though I don't think the script's very good. Like I said, this was my least favorite of the monster movies that we watched, um, you know, uh, this week and, uh, favorite moments. Uh, I think number one is when Kong just ate that octopus that attacked him. Oh yeah. Oh, that was gross. What a boss move too. <laughs> just like slurps it like a spaghetti noodle. Yeah. It's like a little calamari there. <laughs> um, and, uh, also, the the end credit scene where they kind of set up the the monster verse going forward, I really enjoyed that. But overall, like I just I don't feel like this was a very well told story, mm. and I don't feel like the uh, monster fights had the kind of impact I would have liked. Like with the Godzilla movies, I always felt like there was something at stake mm-hmm. with the monster fights, whereas with this one, I just didn't care about the outcome. Um, so I would give this like two daddy beards out of five. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, for wait, me, wait, it. wait, are there five daddy beards? There's as many as you want, babe. You guys need to settle down. Jude's surrounded by men with beards right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who's got the best beard out of the three of us? Oh, stop. Well, we all know the answer to that. I'm the best beard. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for me, this was a ton of fun. Um, it was a turn my brain off thing. I do love the seventies, uh, you know, feel to it with the helicopters and the frig- the whole vibe of like the 1970s Vietnam. What's I, forgot to, I, I forgot to say that when I was giving my final thoughts is just like, I love the soundtrack so much. Yeah. yeah. Soundtracks on point. Um, the characters give, take them or leave them. I, I don't think any of them are particularly memorable. I think they're memorable more for the actors who portray them. Like yeah. John Goodman's character. I don't even remember the guy's name, but nope. I know John Goodman was in this movie. The monarch good. guy. Yeah, the monarch guy. Good same cast. same good with cast. Sam Jackson. Yeah, you, you, you can't tell me the name of any of the characters. It's right. always like the actor who's playing. Yeah, him. like I don't even Loki, know. Loki, yeah, Captain Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> Nick Fury. Yeah. yeah, like the cast is on point, but I have no idea who any of these characters are. So on that, on that, I think it is a bit of a failure. The characters don't have anything really to offer to the movie itself, but I just love the spectacle. My favorite moment, which is probably Jude's least favorite moment, is the oh, uh, the terrifying the, spider monsters, the bamboo spider monsters. I where like them. They're all just walking through this bamboo forest, and just all of a sudden, minding their own business, but they're fucking terrifying. All of a sudden, some poor bastard that's drinking his canteen just gets impaled oh, right down the middle. He's just sitting there, and I'm like, oh, and he's God. like stuck. Yeah. And I love it, dude. That was awesome. <laughs> and they look up and they just see like the outline of a spider body and it's just like walking around. God, it was so good. I, I think love it. I just it. realized why I've been sleeping so bad this week. <laughs> I love it when movies go full like creepy, creepy freaking monster stuff. Full, full creepazoid. No, don't. I was going to say, oh, do you want to talk about creepazoids? No. <laughs> I'm just going to watch the movie. You guys. Uh, How's your bursitis? <laughs> God, don't ever watch that movie, guys. <laughs> It's awful. How <laughs> my bursitis. <laughs> All right. That movie's great. Uh, it is a ton of fun. I, 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 would you guys recommend people go watch this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you should watch it. Okay. Just, oh God, it's so it's so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like spiders. It's, it, it, if this were a standalone, I wouldn't recommend it. But because it's part of the MonsterVerse, yeah, I would say if you're watching MonsterVerse, um, you know the legendary MonsterVerse movies, yeah. You have to. Right. I'd recommend it too. Even if you 
it's not a great movie, but it is a ton of fun. So what? Just a, a little bit of a tangent here. What's grosser to you, the the spider scene in this movie, or the Bug Valley scene in the Peter Jackson King Kong Ooh. movie? Because that Peter Jackson Bug movie, I haven't I, watched that I one for a while. Listen, oh, okay. I I can't watch that scene when really? when, when Andy Circus gets freaking yeah, sucked on by a leech. It is like, so gross to me that yeah. I I fast forward through that. Really, every time no I can't, I can't watch it. Wow. Yeah. Oh, uh, so I was just curious. Speaking what, of Andy Circus, he's the one who. Um, uh, Consulted on the movement for the Mutos in Godzilla. Really? Yeah, I did not yeah. know that. He, he was the one who developed their uh, their. You mean the bat spider crabs? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the bat rat spider crabs. <laughs> There's no rat. They're in them, Mutos. Really. No, it's just bat spider crab. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Cool. They're roaches. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for our discussion of Kong Skull Island. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, Godzilla, the King of the Monsters. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you'd like to chat with the Salty Nerd crew, we have a Discord server that is available for you guys to uh, hop onto. Go into the description of this video below. There is a link to our Discord app where we hang out. We talk about movies. You guys can post pictures, post links to other podcasts or other videos that you want us to watch. We can hang out chat about nerd stuff and have a good time. It's a, a new app that we're trying to uh, push a little bit farther because I think we're all pretty much fed up with Twitter. So if there's an alternative to Twitter, it would be Discord, and that's where we want to hang out more often and have some have a good time without the the nonsense that Twitter offers these days and their, you know, censorship. Stuff. Blah. Don't go there anymore. Uh, yeah, go to our Discord chat and hang out with us. And we uh, every once in a while, if I have extra time on my hands during the week, I do watch parties. We watched Norseman the other night. We watched like three or four episodes yeah. of that show with yeah, that uh, with a couple of our Patreons. It was a ton of fun. We had a great time. So uh, hop over there to our Discord. Follow the link below and you can hang out. Anyone challenge anyone to a home game? <gasps> no, but we did have a ton of fun though. Haas from Australia hopped in there. I mean, I'm Aww. just following the rules, you know. Yeah, you follow the but, rules. You know, uh, you, you, it, it is what it is, you know. Uh, uh, you know that, that I, hairstyle I, I, really. I, I'd be stupid not not to, you know. But I have created all of this myself, and I really respect you. <laughs> I really respect you for that. But uh, you know, we are going to also saltynerdvideo.com. We do our weekly home gang here at 10:30 a.m. I'm not part of it because I have a job, but the rest of these lazy bums do. I have a job. I have Just, a job. I'm kidding. I, I have a job. Too. It was a joke. <laughs> Salt All of us have jobs, is this not which a is job? why we need patrons <laughs> yeah. so that we can quit our jobs and do That's this right. full time. Hell true. yeah, saltynerdclub.com. All this time, I thought people were paying me to drink. You're wrong. <laughs> as the ice is oh, is that clank, you? Clank, clank, clank. Yeah, I'm, I'm empty. Okay, guys, let's talk about Godzilla. Yeah. Of the monsters. Charles dances in this movie. He's so badass. He's badass in every movie. I know. <laughs> All right, you take it away. What is this movie all about? 2019, Godzilla, King of Monsters, rated PG-13 with a runtime of two hours and 12 minutes, had a budget of $170 million. What do you think, boys? Okay, so the first one made like four something, 500. The second one made $500,000. I'm going to say this is on point, 450, 450 million. Bader? 510. 386.6. <gasps> This was the best one. <laughs> yeah, this, this one was a real kind of – it didn't bomb at the box office, but it came in way under expectation. I don't understand why. I had so much yeah, fun with this Well, one let me fun. take you through the synopsis and maybe it'll make sense. Go, <laughs> Go ahead, shoot. Shortly <laughs> – 
Shortly after giving birth to Mothra, the chick from all those exorcism movies and Eleven from Stranger Things get abducted by Tywin Lannister for their monster <laughs> communicator device. <laughs> Coach Taylor from Friday Night Lights comes to the rescue, but before he can save his family, a three-headed dragon picks a fight and an epic monster battle royale commences in the snowy tundra of somewhere in the Arctic. Then a volcano bird swoops down from the sky, killing everyone who's in a plane while Ice-T's son is rescuing civilians. <laughs> I, I, I fucking hate you. <laughs> Every and volcano all monsters bird. are wreaking havoc volcano on bird. Earth. I'm not done. Please allow me to finish speaking, sir. You're going to talk about Eleven and using her superpowers pretty soon? <laughs> Every and all monsters are wreaking havoc on Earth, and our only hope is that an alpha named Gorgira will rise from the depths of the ocean after the humans tried to kill him and save us. This synopsis does not do the movie justice. <laughs> the three-headed dragon and the volcano bird. <laughs> it's, it's a volcano bird. If you didn't know what its name was, you would say, that's it's a volcano, volcano bird. bird. You're not wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's Rodan. These are some of my best synopses. These are great. <laughs> Tywin Lannister kidnaps L. Oh, he's going to have a field day trying to do the references when he does the video. God that's, damn it, that's dude. That's what you're doing. Tywin Lannister. You're screwing with... 11. Okay. Oh, okay. my cheeks hurt. Okay. That girl was in so many exorcism movies. This this lady, the mom? Yeah. Vera Farmiga? Far, Farmiga, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. That's cool. I don't watch exorcism movies. So Annabelle and all that stuff. All right. So opening thoughts. Uh, for me... This is my favorite. The freaking fight scenes are on point. I love them. They're so much fun. Godzilla versus every badass monster out there. So awesome. Oh my God. Give me more. It was great. I had a ton of fun. I don't, I'm with V on this one. I don't give a crap about any of these characters. Nope. I do like you. I do like Millie Bobby Brown. I think she's cool. I think she's a nice, you know, well rounded, up and coming actress. Uh So when she's on screen, it doesn't bother me. Her motivation is a little weird. Her, like, Mom and dad fighting. That she had to save the day. Yeah, very strange, yeah. but I didn't mind it. Um, I mon- minded. Again, Monarch is like the, the you know, the this thread that goes through well, yeah, all these Well, movies. now Monarch, though, at this point, they've got, they're big. They're big time. They yeah, yeah. They got over. funding now. They got secret bases all over the world. They got giant skyscraper-sized planes that fly around. <laughs> You know, all oh, that like, thing that like, like some like, shield looking stuff. They you know? got monster communicator devices and, and giant um, I mean, cocoons where they're birthing Mothras. Yeah. This, yeah. this is the movie where things start they're to go a little time. bit off this the rails. Is where, yeah. This is where the sci-fi element starts coming in a little <laughs> and bit. I love every second of it. <laughs> I do too. It's just like, oh, so they got this thing that modulates noises and the, the orca. The, they call uh, it the orca, No, that's right? the name of the plane. The orca is the plane base. Are you sure? Yeah, I think so. And um, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I thought it was the device. Yeah, it's well, the okay, device. Okay. Well, is it the device? Yeah. I thought, I think. Yeah, because orca is like echolocation. Orca, it's it's a reference oh, to whales. They got this thing and it does some stuff. <laughs> got this and, thing. and it makes the monsters go crazy or, yeah. or calm, calm them down or it attracts them. And, it communicates with them. Mm-hmm. It gives them instructions. It's awesome. Yeah, it's I love really, it. It's a nice plot device. Did, did you enjoy this movie? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. More than the other ones? Or like, give me your opening thoughts. You know, like, do you guys remember the three of us went and saw this together in the theaters when it came out? We did? We did? Yeah, you guys don't remember that? 
all three of us, we went to the theater. Your time together this. meant nothing. I know. <laughs> I, know like, like, I, I, I now feel like kind of sad. Oh, <laughs> it's been, dude, it's been a long year. <laughs> what what year did this come out? 2019. 19. Yeah. So it was like when we first started the podcast, yeah. huh? Yeah. Did we do a review on it? I don't think so. I, I I don't think so either. I don't know. I don't remember. I think you just hung out for fun. Oh, remember when we used to do that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we used to hang out and not drink? (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, I just remember Vader was really excited about this movie. mm -hmm. And and so, like, we all just decided to go see it when it came out. And it was, uh, I think it was a June or July release. Right on. So we went and saw it at Galaxy Theaters over the summer. Shout out to Galaxy Theaters. Shout out to Galaxy. Um, Opening thoughts. What did you think? You love it? Yeah. Yeah? Absolutely. I, love it. I think I asked you that already. Yeah. That's okay. Jude, what about you? How do you feel about this movie? Um, I feel the same way about this movie that I feel about Kong Skull Island. You is hate that- it? No, no, no. Oh. I don't hate it, but I hate all the humans. Like, I just want zero humans. I don't want this storyline where I lost a child. I'm not going to lose another one. And it doesn't matter. And then Eleven saves the day. And then Coach Taylor and Vera Farmiga. And she's like, oh, I'm going to sacrifice myself. And she didn't fucking need to. And the whole time I was just like, you dumb bitch. Just fucking (laughs) drop the device and get on the plane. She's been drinking today. (laughs) How dare you? She can hold her liquor better than any of us. Right. I have I have a pure thought and feeling so, like she's drunk. So the hu- yeah. So the human element. I didn't I didn't want it. I didn't need it, okay. and there was too much of it for me. And I, I like um, Millie Bobby Brown also, um, but her character just kind of annoyed me. That hmm. I, and I, I don't know. Maybe you're rubbing off on me, Alex, because I'm like, oh, the kid had to save the day. <laughs> she had to go steal the device and go to Fenway Park and like outsmart. Tywin Lannister. Do you know how many wars that guy's won? Yeah. Um, so I didn't want that. And every time like I had to like watch the whole human element and all of this stuff and the family and blah, blah, blah. I was just like, give me more monsters. I think, I think this is the point in this series where the humans started becoming more annoying, annoying and more, more kind of caricature ish. Yeah. You know, it's just like, okay, well, you know, you got this person that does this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Nobody cares. You know, it's, you it's, know, and, and they had, and they had Millie Bobby Brown in here because, you know, she was hot off Stranger Things. And so mm-hmm. she was a box office draw. Let's throw her in there a little bit and Coach Taylor. And yeah, I mean, it's just <laughs> Tywin Lannister. Yeah. These, these are all, these are all, <laughs> you remember, it's funny. And all, all the, the, all these people are here for a specific reason. Right yeah. off of, Lord, of uh, Lord of the Rings, right off of Game of Thrones, uh, Charles Dance's character was in this movie, and in every single one of the trailers that was out for this, he yeah. said, Long live the king. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones. <laughs> Candice, what did you think about this movie? Opening thoughts. So uh, I know that this movie gets a lot of criticism as being the worst of the MonsterVerse. Yeah, I don't, hmm. Personally, this is my favorite. Oh, wow. Um, simply because it has the most monsters, it has the most monster fights. Uh, the guy who directed this movie, and uh, I think he also um, did some writing for it, uh, his name's Michael Doherty, and you might recognize him as the writer and director of Krampus, which is an excellent oh, movie. Oh, we love that movie. Yeah. Nice. So, so ba- basically, the same guy who did Krampus did this movie. And, you know, like the, uh, I, I know that there's been some criticism out there about how, like, the atmospheric effects like the wind and the rain and the clouds and stuff like that, that obscure a lot of the fighting mm-hmm. uh, makes the the visuals kind of muddy and things like that. But I actually think that out of all the movies, um, 
which all have strong visuals. This movie has some of the most iconic, like mon- like epic monster shots. Oh, when you know? when the lightning strikes and all you see is the outline of mm-hmm. the, dr- it's like, oh, dude, Could show me that. Yeah, all. but but like even at the end when when um um Ghidorah is that how you pronounce it? I think King, so. King Ghidorah, Ghidorah, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. So when Ghidorah like hits like the the, the power substation, he just like electrifies the sky. Oh, that was awesome! Like that. Yeah, I, I mean, like there's so many like iconic things, like when Ghidorah rises up from the ice and things like of that nature. Um, it's beautiful, um, yep. but but the story itself is dumb as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. like, like, it, like it's really really bad. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting into uh, Toho Godzilla kind yeah. of territory. But, but the thing is, is like the monster fights that break up the story are so entertaining mm-hmm. that you just don't care. Yeah. Because you, you just realize like you, you can turn your brain off and just be like, okay, like this is what it is. And um, I'm like, how long until the next monster fight? They, yeah. yeah they, it, like it is what it is. And I take, I'll, I'll take it. I will say though, like, even though I don't, Again, I don't care about any of these human characters. I I do think that they did a good job of coming up with reasons why these characters are following the fight. Because that's the biggest thing is like in the in the well, first movie when uh, Elizabeth Olsen's character was like always somehow in the middle of the fight along with her <laughs> husband. They're like, why? Just run away. He was the only one who could defuse that. Yeah, bomb. bullshit. No. <laughs> like these ones, it actually comes up with a reason. Okay, Charles Dance has a reason for following these monsters around because he has a, a he has I, this motivation to go. I, I think like the, the biggest issue I have with this movie is the motivation for the bad guys where Vera Farmiga's character, uh, basically she's like, Oh, we're going to use this to unleash the Titans so we can reset the earth for environmental reasons. <laughs> and and I, I, I'm like, I'm like, that's the dumbest <laughs> yeah. idea for like saving the planet. We're going to kill ever millions. Of yeah. I love that. You know trip. what? Those solar panels really aren't doing what we thought. So gonna, let's unleash the Titans. We're going to murder billions of people so that the ones that are left can have a great life. Yeah. And, and, okay, and, Thanos. And just the thought that this, that this doctor thinks that they could actually control these these creatures yeah you, you know that that just pushes the limits of credibility and it, it, it's very similar to the military's oh let's just nuke them uh well they had a, we know they they feed off of radiation they had the some special Godzilla. kind of nuke in this movie right where it was uh, like no it was an oxygen bomb. oxygen deprivation bomb basically just wouldn't allow anything to breathe which again well, is like, it, yeah, it, it ignited I was like, the oxygen i think i was like did, did they just kill everything in the ocean so, so the oxygen yeah. the, well, that one area the, the oxygen bomb <laughs> isn't nuclear but it has just as big of a blast because it ignites the oxygen in the area okay okay yeah it doesn't matter it's nonsense but i I probably would have been one of the bad guys in the real world i'm always rooting for the bad guys (laughs) so there's one thing again uh we kind of talked about like the use of scale gareth edwards did a very much like on the ground looking up at godzilla and stuff like that and this movie they did they couldn't do that because there's so many monsters and there's yeah. so many fight scenes. But what they did do, there's one scene that really caught my attention is when the uh the the volcano bird Rodan Rodan I was just gonna say that, yeah. <laughs> was flying out of the volcano and he basically just nukes this town. Well, when then, he, when, when he, he pops the cap off and he climbs out of the volcano yeah. and spreads his wings and out and you're like Oh, he is monstrous. Huge. It was then. like when Khaleesi went into the fire. <laughs> she came out with all them dragons. And, and, and it was cool. Like when Rodan flies over the city, 
in his wake is there's so much heat yeah, that it just yeah. burns everything. Yeah, in his yeah. Wake. He nukes the city. Yeah. yeah. But then again, when they do the the scale, he flies into that cloud where the dragon. What's his? The dragon's name is Ghidorah. Ghidorah. When King Ghidorah, King Ghidorah makes. The freaking yeah, volcano bird looked tiny. You know, he he opens his wings. And you and, see all and, three heads. And Ice Cube's son is just there, like holding on to people as <laughs> as Rodan flies overhead. Uh-huh. It was good, dude. Some of the best freaking scenes when the when the fighter jets are fighting up against the the bird, and it's like freaking looking at it through the little eyeglass. He does his little spin. Yeah, does a little spin and takes them all out. It's so freaking fun, dude. Yeah. What about that part when Mothra just? Shanks uh, Rodan? Oh yeah, and he stabs it with the stinger. She, stinger. Sorry, she stabs it with the stinger. It's so, there's so much fun to be out with these movies, yeah. man. Yeah, yep. I don't care. Bradley Whitford, um, when he like you know, g- gets his uh, his theory about the Hollow Earth, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, j- um, you know, confirmed where he's like, I knew it. Oh, that's okay. If we're gonna be on, that's a great segue. That's my favorite freaking thing. Out oh of, yeah, yeah. Out of I all think, these I think movies, mine too. I think mine too. When they go down in the submarine. Mm-hmm. into the hollow earth and you see like these ancient ruins of like Atlantis and all this cool freaking conspiracy theory stuff. I'm like, I'm like a kid in a candy shop, dude. I love that stuff. And I really wish like one of my biggest criticisms of the newest movie that just came out is that they didn't really pay that off as much as I wanted them to. But the human element of having them like worship these Titans. Yeah. yeah it's it, so it, cool. it is kind of interesting that you get the sense that, so Godzilla has been at this for so long that at one point early humans, did worship him. And, you know, in the first Godzilla movie, they talk about how, or even in this movie, uh, they talk about how uh, Godzilla is not our pet. We're his. Yeah. And you get the sense like, this is why Godzilla protects us and doesn't like come after humans is because like, like we're like, they're his cute little pet that, that, you know, for centuries, like they worshiped and adored him and they kind of lean into that a little bit in Godzilla versus Kong. They don't really explicitly tell you anything, but it's kind of like they're in the background. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, I was kind of like when they go into like the, the hollow earth and underground layer, I was like, that really could have been explained better. You know? <laughs> but we'll get there in a minute. Visually, it was amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so Vader, favorite moments in this movie. Do you have a, a Again, favorite dude, fight scene? I just, I don't. Just I the mean, whole thing the, is good? The, the, the This movie is just a lot of fun. I I don't even know if I'm really good at talking about these movies because I just, I enjoy all of them. Yeah, we're part. better about talking about stuff we hate. Yeah, <laughs> we really are. Um, you know, this the scale of the fights. You know mm-hmm. how he just they just destroy these cities. It's it's incredible. Oh, yeah, Cy- Cyborg's dad and Miles Dyson are in this movie too, aren't they? They're like, oh, uh, yeah, I think they are. I kept being like, why do I know that guy? <laughs> uh, I, love, G- I, I just I love the absurdity of these things. Mm-hmm. You know the scale, the 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 millions of people that are dying, that just don't make they don't even matter. You know, yeah. I'm surprised they even get away with making these movies today because people would get upset about. Oh my god! Remember how it. upset people with Man of Steel? Oh yeah, he oh destroyed my god! Like yeah. Eight blocks out of a city. That, that was Superman, though. Like, yeah. like these monsters, that's what they do is they yeah. destroy cities. And um, also, like we were very happy to get to see. Las Vegas destroyed in the first That's true. That's true. I was very happy to get to see Boston destroyed because I used to live there. Oh, yeah. Hate you hate city. Boston. Yeah. <laughs> I do not like Boston. And uh, I think there's even a line. I think Bradley Whitford says it where he's like, uh, uh, it's not a good good day to be a Red Sox fan. I'm like, it's never a good day. Jude, <laughs> do you have any uh, any final thoughts or, or things that really just draw you to this movie? Is this where would this where would you put this on the three that we watched this week? Um, I put this on. Um 
for my second favorite because okay. I I really hated the experience of watching Kong. <laughs> Talking about it was way more fun than than watching it. It was terrifying. Um, but I loved loved all the all of the monsters in this. Like before we start, like, I've never seen it before, mm-hmm. so this is a first first watch for all three movies. For me. Oh, nice. So when we were about to turn it on, um, Kadish had the back doors open and it was nighttime, and uh, and I made a joke. Cause like, there's always like bugs that will fly in from the backyard. I was like, fucking Mothra is going to end up in here. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, I was like, Mothra. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then I got dragons and I was like smacking Kane. I was like, dragons. <laughs> I loved all of the monsters. I awesome. hate all the humans. Yeah. I, I loved how in this movie that they tried to touch on all. Of the big classic, oh, yeah, yeah. monsters kind of reimagined them a little mm-hmm. bit, made them cooler, and um, yeah, you know, Mothra and and, and I loved like the little touches. Like, I got a volcano bird, not just a giant <laughs> vulture. I got a volcano bird. Yeah, it yeah. was like on fire, and then I got a, an electricity dragon. <laughs> so cool! <laughs> and, and like, I, I I I get a big nerd boner for like um, anything like history and ancient so like when i got to see all of like the ancient ruins yeah. and it, oh god that was so cool i loved it yeah yeah candace how about you do you have any favorite moments of this movie um yeah i mean there are a lot of favorite moments um but i find it interesting that this is the first monster verse movie without any marvel actors in, mm-hmm. in it um and originally they were going to bring back uh aaron taylor johnson Mm-hmm. Yes. I get that very, right? Very good. <laughs> okay. Aaron Taylor Johnson and Elizabeth Olsen. When you say something right, I doubt myself. <laughs> <laughs> but they were going to bring them back for this movie. I wish they had. Well, uh, um, they tried to, but they were busy shooting, you know, Avengers. A brother and sister scene? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and and basically, like, they, they had other commitments and they weren't able to come back. And so they were like, oh, we're just going to go with, like, all new characters. Um, but the one character that they did bring back was Ken Watanabe's uh, character, yeah. and he goes out like a boss. And I think that's one of my favorite scenes is yeah. where basically he sacrifices himself to save Godzilla. And throughout, you know, the previous movie and this one, uh, he's always the guy who's been like in Godzilla's corner, where he, he's like, "This is something that you know we need to protect and preserve and mm-hmm. and uh, get on our side." And just that moment where like he reaches up and he like touches Godzilla's. Uh, you know, snout, snout for like, <laughs> you know, he, he makes contact with him for the first time. Um, and, and then like the bomb just blows up. Uh, it's, it's such a poignant scene for me because like Watanabe is such a great actor that you can, you can just tell that like, you know, he, he realizes what he's sacrificing, he takes off his radiation suit and stuff like that. And there's just that weird little intimate moment between him and Godzilla before he dies. That's, um, very poignant. Yeah. Yeah, and my probably my biggest criticism about this movie is the waste of Charles Dance, though. Like, oh yeah, like you have Charles Dance in your movie, freaking give the guy something to do. <laughs> like, like like he fell asleep during the premiere of this movie because he was so bored. Did he really? And that's one of the reasons he didn't come back was it was he just wasn't passionate about the character. I think. Oh man, what a bummer. Yeah, I do think like on a whole for the legendary monster universe, they did make a, a mistake in not having a single through character for all the movies that we could follow. Like even if it was like a if we had a younger version of like somebody in the Kong Skull Island because it took place in the seventies if that's where it started and then we get to see him in twenty fourteen with Godzilla and then forward again with in King of the Monsters like and then continue on like it would be somebody that we could invest in even if the human element of these movies is like second tier like who cares let's let's yeah. watch the dinosaurs fight 
it's still cool to have at least one character that we can yeah, kind of follow. And they also, the producers tried to get Gareth Edwards to come back for this one, but he had just come off of uh, Rogue One and he was like, I don't want to do another big movie. I want to kind of get back to smaller films. Oh yeah. I don't want to do another big movie. <laughs> come on, Gareth. It's not Disney. You're safe, man. Come on back. Come on. I don't back. like being successful. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just wants to do indie movies, but, but they had like a writer's room of eight of like 10 to 12 writers. Um, coming up with ideas for this movie and they only had enough money in the budget to license a couple of the Toho monsters. So like, you know, you had Rodan, you had Mothra, you had uh, Ghidorah, but all the rest they like came up with yeah. as original creatures. So they wouldn't have to pay for the licensing and that way they could spend more money on the special so effects. Trying a turtle mountain thing. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did lose my mind when, uh, after that fantastic setup, this is a setup and payoff that I really love is, is when, uh, what's the character's name? The, um, the one you were just talking about that sacrificed himself. Oh, um, so his name is Doctor Ishiro Serizawa. That guy, when he sacrifices himself to save Godzilla, and Godzilla comes back for the final battle, and he's like, he's gone super, super juiced, freaking just, he is, he's and he's nuked. glowing, and he's ready. <laughs> he's just like, I'm gonna wipe you off the face of this planet, and and the. Freaking, it was just so awesome, dude. And yeah, the, like the final battle in, in this. So like the, the the two big set pieces I thought were really good were the Antarctic, Antarctic fight where mm -hmm. we first see Ghidorah. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the Boston fight um, where Godzilla and Ghidorah have like their final showdown. And, uh, you know, like one of the things that I really hate in movies is when a character gets knocked out and then like they wake up and and all the actions over like, 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 like they're, they're in like a different scene. They're recovering. And in this movie in um, the Antarctic. So like you have this huge fight between Godzilla and Ghidorah and Friday night lights guy gets knocked out. And then all of a sudden he's like on the ship yeah. and, and he, he just like, like they're like, Oh, it's a good thing we got you out of there. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, dude, like you're not going to show us like how yeah, that, that, that happened. It doesn't matter. It's like he magically teleported there after he got knocked out. Yeah. And, and that's like a big pet peeve of mine for certain types of movies. And it's also a sign of bad writing mm. uh, because the the writers get into a situation where they don't know how to get the character out of. So they're like, let's just knock him out. And like somebody picked him up, threw yeah. him on the ship. Yeah. Hey, exactly. Good. exactly. Yeah. And there is a lot of like logic leaps in this where, you know, Jude mentioned how, at the end of the movie, she could have easily just like put the orca in a car and put it on auto drive and driveway hop on the plane. But she chooses to drive it off because like they wanted to. She could have off. just set it down. You're getting on a plane and flying <laughs> yeah. away. Yeah. But I mean, like the whole point of that was to redeem her character. Yeah. Um, you know, for they the, would have they would have just arrested her and put her in jail for the rest of her life anyway. But, so. but also like Millie Bobby Brown's character. So she's on board with her mother's stupid plan to like fix the earth. Well, she's a dumb kid. Well, well, she is. But I mean, at the beginning, when Charles Dance people come in and basically murder everyone that she's been working with for months and like that she's friends with and that she knows. And then she's least, all of a sudden on board with him. <laughs> yeah, that she's still on board. I mean, like you'd think that they'd have popped in like, you know, knockout gas or something um, to like spare the, the lives of these people. They just brutally murder them in front of Millie Bobby Brown. And she still is like, oh, we're doing the right thing. Like, <laughs> do you guys understand she's coming back for the next movie? And I mean – She's going to kill you. <laughs> Shouldn't yeah. have let her see that. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of questionable story yeah. decisions in this. And like the whole thing with, with Friday Night Lights guy is that he, he – <laughs> Coach Tyler. He was also in the Peter Jackson Kong, King Kong movie. Texas forever. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. Coach Taylor. Uh, so like, you know, he lost a kid to Godzilla in the first film. 
because they were in San Francisco and basically his youngest son got killed in, in the, uh, during the fight. Yeah. And so he, you know, like his first inclination is like, kill Godzilla, kill all of them. Kill all these things. And yeah. then like throughout the movie, he comes to realize like, Oh, we, we need Godzilla. And, and there's a couple scenes in this movie where he comes face to face with Godzilla. And he, um, at first, like, he's like afraid of him and he still sees him with fear. And then the second time he's like, okay, like, you know, now I realize what, you know, Dr. Uh, Sarazawa um, saw in this guy and we need him. And so like, there's he a little, gives him like the Jeremiah Johnson nod. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so like, you know, that, that, that was a good arc. And then he has like nothing to do in Godzilla versus Kong. No, nothing for sure. <laughs> nothing to do in that movie. Uh, no, I, yeah, this was um, the humans again. I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't hate any of them. Yeah, give me two hours of Godzilla and Ghidorah fighting. But these freaking oh, yeah. fight scenes are so fun. Yeah, yeah I just oh, yeah. and this again, the sound design, just like Gareth Edwards when Godzilla goes freaking Super Scion. And it's just like the the vibration of that like freaking sound effect when you're sitting in the theaters. It's just it's incredible, dude. I, I'm all for it, man. The spectacle yep. is amazing. All right, let's. Uh, did you guys give it a rating already? Uh, out of out of the three we watched, or out of this trilogy, uh, where do you put this one? Um, I'm gonna give it the same score as the first one, a three and a half. But I think I like this one a little bit more, simply because there's just more fun to be had. Mm-hmm. More more wide shot fight scenes. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. more, just more memeing and destruction going on. <laughs> so. Jude, how about you? Out of the three. Um, out of the three, I like the first one the best. Okay. Um, there was less in that one that annoyed me. Like the humans annoyed me more in this one than it did in the first one. Um, but I, I loved all of all of the monsters. Like every time a new monster got introduced, I, I didn't know what to expect. So every time I got a new monster, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> and I was very, very excited for it. Um, I love all of the monster fights. And um, so I guess I'll give it a uh, three um, electricity dragons. <laughs> You're going to get so much hate for people. Why? Electricity dragon. I liked it. And firebirds. It got all juiced up with the electricity. Volcano, Volcano birds. birds. It's an electricity dragon. Okay, just out of the three, which one is your favorite? Or uh, wh- where does this rank? Uh, definitely this one. Um, I give this one you know, probably three and a half volcano birds. <laughs> um, like I just, uh, like I said, I, I can understand the criticisms of this movie and, you know, why people would think that this was the their least favorite of the three. But um, I don't know. There's just something about this movie that I really enjoy. And so I rate this the top of the, the three that we watched this week. Right on. It's like, I understand all the criticisms people have. Oh, yeah. But they're just, they're not necessary. Or, they're yeah. really not. As, 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 as a podcast, I think we could all say, like, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no, not, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, but that's but, not what we're going into these movies but for. But you, you you don't go into these movies thinking you're going to grade them on a critical. I, I, movie I mean, there scale. are some movies that are bad, so bad yeah. that they ruin your enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. Yes, and then there are some movies that are bad, but you don't care because they're enjoyable. Right, and I think these definitely fall into that category where it's like they're just so enjoyable mm-hmm. that like you don't care that the story's stupid or yep. that there are plot logic issues or anything like that. Um, so like, like I said at, at the beginning of this thing, like I'm way more forgiving on these movies than I normally would be simply because these movies know that people just want to see these big monsters fight. Yep. Yeah. And when they do, they do an 
excellent job of showing that. And I don't even think they're hurting the legacy of where these characters come from because Not those old movies are ridiculous. Yeah. So ridiculous that like these movies are better in comparison as far as like story and plot lines. Like I just watched the old 70s Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla one and like literally the aliens created the aliens like space aliens mm-hmm. created Mechagodzilla and they were all Japanese. And yeah, they, they spoke go Japanese. off the rails. Ridiculous. Yeah. There's like a flying turtle at one point. Like don't worry about it's it. Like, I, I just have fun. It kind of sets the stage for like the level of realism. Yeah. Like, you know, you're going into this being like, listen, <laughs> suspend that. Yeah. And just enjoy it for what it is. Give leave, me more. Leave me your, more. Leave your brain at the door and enjoy the yeah. show. All right, guys, that's our discussion for the legendary monster movies. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we will be dropping our review of Godzilla versus Kong uh, coming up soon or maybe before that. I don't know. We're going to drop it at some point in time. So uh, look forward to that as well. And uh, where can we find everybody on the socials? Matt Vader, where can they find you at? Oh, you can find me at Matt Vader 74 on Twitter, Instagram, and um, YouTube. Yeah. Right on. Jude, where can they find you? You can find me swooping down from the sky on a volcano bird. <laughs> or at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Right on. Matthew Gators. You can find me charred to a crisp after Jude swoops on by <laughs> at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter and KadishBooks.com over on Amazon. You can find me on Twitter at Salty underscore nerd. I don't have any fancy monster <laughs> references. I don't know. <laughs> With atomic breath on Twitter <laughs> at Salty underscore nerd. Uh, tune in. Don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, let us know what you thought of these movies. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys in the comments below if you're listening to this on the audio platforms only. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, saltynerdvideo.com. There you can get access to a bunch of cool stuff that we don't do the audio only versions of. We got trailer reactions and debates and all kinds of cool stuff. So, all right, guys, stay salty. <laughs>